0: Heal the sick, raise the dead, cleanse lepers, cast out demons. This is Healing the Whole Person on WSFI 88.5 FM, Catholic Radio. Well, hello. Welcome to another adventure with Maureen Capistran. She is a wonderful author and worker for heaven. Welcome to everybody at WSFI. I'm Marianne Harold. I'm with WQPH Catholic Radio in uh, Fitchburg, Shirley Fitchburg, Massachusetts. Maureen, are you there? Yes. Okay. So we will be talking today about some chapters in your book. I think we talked about doing Chapter 12. And let's begin with a prayer. Would you like to lead a prayer, Maureen?
1: Yes. Heavenly Father, I thank you for your guidance. I thank you for your protection, and I pray that you will always continue to love, guide, and protect us. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Amen. I would also like to invoke the protection today
0: of the wonderful Saint, Saint Louis-Marie de Montfort, the consecration I'm sure a lot of you have done to Our Lady. So today's his big day, his feast day, and we also have the wonderful Maureen Capistron here that we have been blessed in the Boston area to enjoy her friendship and closeness. And now let's talk about your book, Maureen, what has been happening in your life? want to talk about that first.
1: Yes. I released the book um, about two years ago, um, just that during, during, during COVID. And the book is, is is doing very well. We've gotten a lot of positive feedback and emails, and people um, are getting a lot—the feedback is people are getting a lot out of the book. They're enjoying reading it, and they're, they're learning how to discern. They're learning that Jesus is here with us, and miracles still happen today, as, as they did while he was on earth. And again, we've had a lot of uh, positive feedback um, with the material in the book and people learning and discerning. Um, So the book is going very well, and and I'm happy to be a very small instrument for Heaven and and do anything that I can for them.
0: You are. And they can get this book on Amazon, is that correct?
1: Yes, you can get it on Amazon. And the title is
0: Heaven's Heaven's Helper. My Little Star. I love that. And who gave you that name?
1: St. Michael. Michael. I um, had asked him when I wrote the book what what he would like me to you know, name it, and, and he came up. Uh, St. Michael is actually the one that named the book. Beautiful. And underneath it says, A woman in daily communication
0: with heaven, helping those in need. So today's world, there's a lot of need. so many people. I'm sure if you're listening today, God has you listening for some special word that you will hear that will help you continue with your battle and your struggle to um, be a courageous uh, Christian, Catholic, mother, wherever your uh, position is in life, wherever God has you. So we're going to go to chapter 12. Anybody that has the book already, uh, and I want to just read this. This was February 28th. Um, quote One morning, I awoke to find my hand grasping the miraculous metal that I wear around my neck. The Blessed Mother came and she wrapped her hand around mine and gently whispered, It is time now for a miracle. Mm-hmm. The next day, I called Father Aniello, who was Maureen's spiritual director. And I told him what Mary had said. And he told me to write down this and to wait to see what this miracle would be. You mentioned that at the beginning of the program, Maureen. Can you want to talk about this a little bit, how that happened?
1: Regarding Our Lady coming yes. um, to me? Yes. Well, prior to that, I, I, I would go to the Fatima Shrine on a regular basis to meet with Father Annie Yellow, And I was walking the grounds. And our lady had instructed me, she says, my love, I want you to, you know, go to this particular statue. And in the hands, it was, it was St. Bernadette in prayer In in her hands, I have a gift for you. And I went over there and I looked in her hand in her hands and somebody had left a, a medal of miracles. And our lady said to me, this is my gift to you. Um, so from that day on, I, I started wearing um, the medal and, That night, that you just spoke of, um, I I had awakened in the middle of the night in my hand with the medal in my hand, and Our Lady had come down and put her hand around my hand and said, It is time now for a miracle. So I I was instructed by my spiritual director that if anything like this took place, I was to report back to him immediately, in which I did. And he he then said to me, Okay, now we we are just going to wait to see what the miracle. Is going to be what Our Lady, you know, what kind of miracle Our Lady is going to perform. So that's that's how that that's how it started.
0: Right. And I'm going to continue with the reading because you have to hear my sure. uh, language. She says the miracle quote. That's the next subtitle. The mother of my sister's friend was in the hospital and had gone into a coma from an autoimmune problem. She had been pl- placed on life support and my sister seemed to think the miracle was for her friend's mother. We went into the ICU, and while praying with this woman in the coma, I called for the blessed mother, and she said, This woman does not want to go home because her son does not want her to let go. Tell him that I want to wrap her in my arms and take her to my heavens. How beautiful. I explained this to the woman's son. He put his head down and cried. I don't want to let her go. I don't want to let go of my mother. But tell the blessed mother, I trust in her, and it's okay now. She can take her to heaven. And so his mother died peacefully several days later. I mean, share what you were going through when you heard that.
1: Well, again, my sister was... was. Um determined that the miracle was going to be for this her friend that was in a coma and so my sister had asked me you know i think it it might be for her so can we can we go to the hospital and you know get into the icu unit and pray over and i said absolutely um and again as you just read I, i did that and obviously the miracle Um, There was a miracle. I feel anytime Our Lady or anybody from heaven speaks to one of us down here, I feel that's a miracle every time that they come through to speak to one of us. Um, But that was not the miracle that Our Lady was referencing. Um,
0: What was the miracle? What happened
1: is is after we left the ICU unit, um, as we were leaving the hospital, Several family members of another woman had come up to, to me and asked if I could go in, that their, their mother uh, had just suffered from a stroke. And they wanted to know if I could go in and pray over their mother. Um, and she was on a, a breathing tube. Um, so I was exhausted, but I, you know, got the energy and, and I went and I started praying, and all of her children were around the bed, and she was on, uh, like I said, the breathing tube life support, and her husband was on the side of the bed as well, and as I was praying over the woman, I called St. Michael to see if there was anything that I could do for the family, and he stepped back. St. Michael stepped back into the corner and all of a sudden I saw this bright, bright white light. And when I see the Blessed Mother, that's how I see her as a bright white light. And I saw the bright white light come down and I heard the Blessed Mother and she explained to me, she said, my love, this woman has prayed to me her entire life ever since she was a little girl. And I want you to speak for her. So the husband explained to me that the wife would blink twice for no and three times for yes. So I started immediately interacting with the woman that was on life support. And I said, since you were a little girl, you have prayed to Our Lady your entire life. And she blinked three times. And I went on to say to the woman what the Blessed Mother was saying to me is that you want to speak to every one of your children before you come home. And the and and the the woman on life support blinked her eyes three times. Then the blessed mother turned back, turned me back to the woman, and said, "Tell her she must forgive her father, Um, for her father, you know, abused her." So I said to the woman, "I said you must forgive your father." And she said, and she blinked her eyes three times. And I said, "You also must forgive your mother." And she blinked her eyes three, three times as well. Um, and then our lady said to me, we are going to give each one of the family members a message from their mother, which was the woman on life support. So I started going around to each one. And as our lady was, would direct me, she'd say, this is her oldest daughter. So I would point to the left and I said, you're her oldest daughter. And she'd say, yes. And, our lady would give messages uh, that, the, that the mother wanted to relay to each child. And I went all the way around the bed and spoke to each one of her children. I believe there was four or five children there, and then, and then her husband as well. And then the Blessed Mother then said to me, I am going to show her now, my love. I am going to show her my beauty. So I knew that our lady was going to manifest herself to this woman. And I saw the light get brighter. And as I saw the light get brighter, I said to the woman, can you see our lady? And she's blinking her eyes three times and she's crying and and her light in the, in the breathing tube is choking up. So our lady then went up and, and, and when the woman got her breathing back down normal, I saw the bright light come back down. So our lady came back down again to finish. And when she came back down again, I said to the woman, can you see her? And she's blinking her eyes three three times. And I says, is she not beautiful? And she's blinking her eyes three times. And then our lady went up and the husband and the whole family were there and they were like, this is unbelievable. Who, who are you? And how do, how do you know? Like the gift was really for the family more so than the woman because the woman had prayed to Our Lady her entire life. And as, as our mother told me, I always keep my promise. Um, so she kept her promise to this one woman on her, on, on her deathbed. And so it gave the whole family closure that God does exist and that their mother was going home with you know with our lady and how would how would how would i know these are strangers how would i know any of what you know i told each and every one of them um but forgiveness i've sat with many many people dying people and forgiveness is the most important thing um before somebody leaves because if they can forgive before they leave here they, they'll be more evolved when they get on the other side. Um, so that was that was the miracle that, that Our Lady was speaking of. Um, I had that one particular day, my sister was with me and her friend. Um, they, they would go with me and, and they would pray, back up prayer behind me. And so the following day, one of my prayer partners, he went back to the hospital to visit with the woman she was still with us she actually lived two two additional days and then she, then our lady took her home and he went in and he asked her um he you know he said i i was here yesterday you know with the woman that spoke to to you and he said i i just he says i'm just so amazed i just have to ask you is how lady beautiful and he said the woman was was crying and blinking her eyes three times and I think he was just so astounded that he also went back to confirmation, which probably enhanced his spiritual life as well.
0: Right. What a, what a beautiful story that is. And, you know, it's Mother's Day weekend, and so a lot of us are wondering what we can do and give to Our Lady as a gift. I don't know if everybody out there has thought about it, but there's something you can do mm-hmm. for our Blessed Mother on Mother's Day uh, we have fond memories memories of our own mothers. Uh, mm-hmm. Mine is passed. Is your mother passed? Yes, story? she has. Yes, did, she has. And, did, and that must have been a very hard thing, even though you knew it was the right time for her to go, right?
1: Yes, very, very difficult um, to let go of my mom. But I know she's with me, um, and I know that she can do more for me on the other side That she, that she could, you know, she could do for me if she were here.
0: That's important for a lot of people to understand. Can you can you just go a little bit more on that? How can a mother that's you know gone help their daughter or son?
1: Through prayer. Um, they, when when you die, you can't pray for yourself, but you can pray for others that are on earth. And then when we're down here, it's very important that we pray for the souls in purgatory because they can't obviously pray for themselves. Um, mm-hmm. But the, their prayers are very powerful, um, very, very powerful. So I, I, you know, I want everybody to know that, have, that that has lost a loved one or a parent that they hear everything. They know everything you're doing. They hear everything. They, they have full knowledge of what's going on um, and they're with you every moment of every day, and talk to them and know that, that, that they are with you and they do hear everything that you say.
0: I never heard that before. That's really remarkable. That's beautiful. Because I know Mother's Day is a time of grief for a lot of people. Uh, I know with our Legion of Mary here in, in Medford, we just had a man, his mother went back to Nigeria, and um, she didn't call him on his birthday and uh, she had died on his birthday, so we're all trying to think of something we can do for him. To uh, we're going to plan his funeral as some of our Legion work. Mm-hmm. But, so I think I'm going to say that to him what you just said that you mm-hmm. can see him, pray for him. That's great mm-hmm. consolation, Maureen. Mm. Yeah, mm-hmm. very good. Now. Let's go back to that miraculous medal. I'm so fascinated. Do you still have that medal from Our Lady? I do. Yes, I do. Well, I think we're going to be taking a short break soon. I hear some music. But can we talk about that when we get back? Okay. All righty.
2: 7 o'clock p.m. every Tuesday to WSFI Spotlight, a half-hour conversation with outstanding Catholics from our community and around the world. WSFI Spotlight re-airs on Saturday at 3.30 p.m. Or listen on demand anytime by subscribing to our podcast. Visit wsfiradio.org for more information. It's WSFI Spotlight, a conversation with Catholics living in the light. Only on WSFI Catholic Radio, Tuesdays at 7 o'clock p.m. A prayer for deliverance with Father John Grigas, the rector of the National Shrine of St. Maximilian Kolbe at Marytown. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Lord Jesus Christ, we just ask for the grace of the Holy Spirit to come down upon us, the intercession of Our Lady and of all the saints and angels, and we come against any influence of the occult, the new age, that might have infiltrated any of our listeners, their children, their grandchildren, their nieces, nephews, brothers and sisters, of families, and we bind Satan and all of his minions in any way that have bound, any of these individuals of their families in this occult practices and we invoke Mother Mary also and all the saints in the name of Jesus by the blood of Jesus I just break all bounds and all influences of the new age upon any one of our listeners and may they be broken in the name of the Father the Son and the Holy Spirit may he send upon them the grace of the Holy Spirit to free them and may our mother Mary place her motherly the to protect them and crushed the ahead of the evil one as she was promised to do so in Genesis after the fall amen
0: Well, welcome back. You're listening to WSFI uh, and also WQPH Radio in Medford, Massachusetts. And we have one wonderful guest today, Maureen Capistran. And welcome back, Maureen. Thank you, Marianne. So we're going to continue with this book. I do hope if you don't have it, you make an effort to get it because I could give you some testimonies, Maureen, about I gave this book uh, to a girl from Brazil that works very hard as a a waitress, and she works like a dog. She has an autistic son, um, and she's got a sad life. I gave her the book, and she goes, you know, Marianne, When I get home from work, I get that book, Maureen's book. I can't wait to read it. I'm exhausted, but that gives me great comfort. So if you have a story, too, out there you'd like to share with us, please let Angela know um, what this book has done for you. It's very important. We're going to talk about, in Chapter 21 now, Life with Me is Joyous. I find this very exciting, Maureen, when you realized what your mission was and how beautifully you accepted God's will to take on this really arduous task to, to hear these stories every day, right? Uh, and yes. console people. What do you find the most uh, satisfying grace that you have from doing this work? Talk about your work.
1: Well, I, 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 I do the work I have a very close bond with the blessed mother and Jesus, but I'm very, very close to the blessed mother. And I continue to do the work for her and her world and her son. Um, the work is not easy. A lot of people, um, because there's a lot of fraud out there. A lot of people have a doubt. Um, a lot of people think it's trickery. Um, I just want to tell everybody I take absolutely no money for, uh, my gift. If, all the proceeds of the book book sales go to charity. If I do a healing service at a church, the donations go to the church. Um, so there is no money. I take no money for, for what I do. Um, and, and this is a very real gift given from God and a, a real gift given from God should be given as a gift. Um, so um, I would just That's like beautiful. to say that. Right. So I, I honestly have to say that Um, I just, I just focus. I, I, I can honestly say, I can honestly say that as far as the word satisfaction goes, um, I just focus on what I have to do and I stay focused and I go in and I, and I do the task that heaven puts in front of me. And then after the task is done, I just put it aside, forget about it and go on with my normal everyday life and wait for heaven to call again or put something else in front of me. And, and that's how I've been doing it for 22 years. I just take it one step at a time, one day at a time. Uh, blessed that's mother and Jesus have taught me early on, you know, not to get ahead of them and not to get ahead of myself. Um, I, 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 I do the work and I do the work for one reason. And one reason only it's for, for heaven, our father, Jesus, and the blessed mother. As, right, as, anyway. as far as self satisfaction goes, I can honestly tell you that I I do not get any satisfaction out of doing it. I just do it for heaven, not for myself, but for heaven. And 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 I pray and hope one day when they take me home that I'll be privileged enough to be with them.
0: What a prospect, huh? What a prospect. I'm looking here on this chapter 21, Life with Me is Joyous. Um, you, you didn't tell people about this part. You say, I experienced years of torment by Satan and three years of training by Jesus and the Blessed Mother. It's been an incredible journey that still astounds me. The years of Satan's torment and then the three years of Jesus and his Blessed Mother training me for their service all prepared me for what I could never have done on my own. From my work, this is listen to this work, from my work with pediatric cancer victims to alerting fortune tellers in my ongoing uh, spiritual directions uh, at at heading services. It's so fulfilling to exercise the gifts of God, He so generously gave me. That's that's a powerful statement, Maureen. You've had a hard, rough road. You were taken from the physical world of working very hard with your real estate to a completely mm-hmm. different thing that you had no background in. But you were trained. You, re- you resisted all the evil that was uh, coming at you. And I know a lot mm-hmm. of people listening are going through some of what you went through, not on the same level as you did. So if mm-hmm. you're listening, and what encouragement can you give them if they find, like, Right now, things are not really good. Mm-hmm. How can they get through the, it?
1: The only encourage, the, the, the number one thing that the Blessed Mother taught me for, for encouragement and to stay the course is she had said to me, stay focused on the ball, the ball being my son. So the, be- the best words that I can give somebody out there that, that's struggling with something like this is just stay focused on Jesus. Stay focused on him, his work, his world. And Beautiful. know that when, when it's time for you to go home, you will, you will have great merit for your good works down here.
0: Well, so that, would, that seen, would be my
1: advice. S- stay that's, focused that's on advice. heaven, stay, f- stay focused on Jesus. Right, and not on their problems. Nope. Right, mm-hmm. and what their wants, what heaven, what heaven would want and like right. to see up uh, Of us, which is service to others, love to others, kindness to others, generosity to others, helping others, understanding others, not misleading others. So in your book, taking taking time, taking time to, taking time to understand and listen to somebody when they have a problem. That's hard, isn't it? It
0: is. You, from yes. the intensity yes. of this book, you you listen to an awful lot of people. That, I do. Um, and some don't want to change their life, but you've been patient going to them to visit, like with Father Agnello, uh the people mm-hmm. especially that were afflicted with a demonic spirit. You want to talk about mm-hmm. that a little bit?
1: Yes, we. You know, I've, heaven has he, heaven has put different tasks in front of me and. They've also given me the training and in, in the, in the right spiritual director in, in that area. Um, so part of, of what I've done is, is deliverance work um, with exorcism priests, and um, it's it's probably one of the most difficult things to do. But it's like anything else; um, they're all God's. We're all God's children, and when somebody is in need, God will send the right person um, to help them. And somebody somebody has to do it. So, um, again, it's not easy, um, but um, I've been trained and um, worked closely uh, with Father Paul. And, you know, we we do the best that we can to help anybody that's having, um, you know, demonic issues.
0: Excellent. And here it says under security, our Father's hope is for all of his children to acknowledge him, and have security of knowing that Jesus will be there with them in times of need. Many do not see this. It is important to pray for a full understanding of this. It's also important to pray for our growth, love, faith, belief in Jesus. How is that fostered, Maureen? I'm sorry? How, how is that fostered? How can we foster in ourselves to pray for our growth, Mm-hmm. love, faith, and belief in Jesus. That's what that sentence is.
1: Right. And I think the number one key factor to that is it has to start out with trust. We must trust that in bad times, Jesus is right there beside us, um, holding our hand. Um, and so once we learn to acknowledge that and believe that, then I think the rest will follow. But I—but I, in, in, in my case, the trust has to, has to come first because sometimes down here on earth, we go through some very turbulent times and we feel that a lot of people feel that they've been abandoned by God. How could God do this to me? Um, When in fact, God didn't do that to him, but God is right. Jesus, our lady is are right beside us and they're holding our hand and they, and they will send us help. They will send us whatever it is we need to help us through our trials um, and, and so that the, the right approach, in, in my opinion, is to trust first and, and know and believe in that. And then, and then you'll start seeing things differently when, you know, turbulent times hit in your life.
0: Talk about some of your work with the children uh, that had cancer, Maureen.
1: Well, I worked with the children with cancer for 10 years. And I started out with, uh, uh, working with a woman that was a uh, a parent advocate, um, for the children and, um, a a nun actually introduced me to her and it started out, um, very slowly. The work started out very slowly where they had one particular child when the, you know, the physician could not diagnose what the problem was. And, um, St. Michael gave the medical information, um, and the parent advocate, the woman happened to be a registered nurse. So. You know, she she went accordingly and and had the information and and, and utilized it in a certain way where they, they ended up finding out through through Saint Michael's guidance that the medical information that he gave was correct and they ended up diagnosing the little girl, and and so that's how it started, um, and then eventually I, I eventually I ended up volunteering um, full time uh, for this nonprofit um, working with these children. Um, doing you know fundraising and, and helping and assisting and building a home for them with was a, was a um, comfort suite um, uh, for the child when 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 they were ready to pass so they didn't pass have to pass at home um, uh, you know I worked in the, in the hospitals visiting the children to the events for the children um, showing them and, and and most of the children knew that, you know, I I heard heaven, and it gave the parents a lot of comfort. It gave the children a lot of comfort, and of course, Saint Michael would always pick out their Christmas gifts, and he knew exactly what they wanted, and their birthday gifts, and you know, he and he would direct me, and and, and the kids, the kids would absolutely, you know, love it, and the parents and the parents loved it as well. Um, and then when it came time um, for one of the children. To, to cross, you know, to pass pass over to go home, many of the parents, you know, would request that I, I would be there with them um while their child was was passing in, in, in which in which I certainly did for, for them. And so God works in many different ways and whatever when somebody's losing a child, whatever it takes to comfort the parent, um God will do to, to help you know, ease the pain or show that he's there or show that he exists. And we had so many, so many extraordinary stories um, with die- the, the children dying. It's just, it, it would take me hours and hours, but a lot of it is in the book Um right. confirmation confirmation um, for the parents that the children were going with our lady. Um, and, and, and again, there's just so many, so many stories over the course of 10 years there, there there, are a handful of them in the book but it would just you know there's, there's a miracle after miracle um, How does the child that's,
0: uh, that's getting ready to go home do they have a piece about it
1: Maureen usually or What, what I found to be astounding is every child that I sat with that was going home with the amazing part of it is they were the child was more concerned about their parents than they were themselves. Really? And, and, and with, when we're talking about young children and it was just, it was, it was, it was amazing. And how they would be worried about their parent and, and are their parents going to be okay. Um, it's a lot easier working with children than adults because a child you can tell a child you're going home you're going to be with the blessed mother you're going you know you're going to be in a beautiful place and a child will believe you and trust in what you're saying whereas an adult sometimes can be a little more difficult or a little more skeptical um, because they've been down here longer and so it so heaven or saint michael or Jesus or the blessed mother may have to show them something a little different to get them to believe at the last moment to trust at the last moment before they go home. Mm -hmm. It's very, it's very interesting through the 22 years of me doing this work, different things that I've experienced, different things that I've learned as a human being um, down here. But many a times when God will perform a miracle um, and it, it's for the parent's sake, not so much the child's sake, because the child's going to be fine. They're going, they're going home with our lady, um, and it, it's the parent that, that's left down here. So many a times it's amazing what heaven will do or say or show the parent to show them that they do exist, and so their child is going to be okay. And that's, that's how wonderful God is. Um, and caring he is and it's hard for me to wrap my head around how a parent can get mad or angry at God because they lost a child when in fact God's there to try to comfort and give support to that parent can Jesus perform a miracle um, for the child absolutely he can and it's our job to always continue never give up always continue to pray for a miracle for that child because miracles do happen I've seen them I've seen many, many miracles, many physical healings, um, but many. But, but God also has a plan. So if God ends up taking your child home and they don't receive a miracle, know there's a reason why, and know that He is there and He will send help and He will send support to get you help you through your journey down here. Yes, and know that your child is with Him, and when you cross over your child will be right there waiting, anxiously
0: awaiting for you. Well, we really need to hear these things, Maureen, and I think that your relationship with um, St. Michael the Archangel is phenomenal, Uh, how he instructs you and his sense of humor. Does he ever show that with children?
1: Yes, what he does, Mm -hmm. if the child has a sense of humor, um, Saint Michael will speak to them in a way, in in a way in which they they'll be able to relate right to gravitate right to his his words. Um, so again, depending on the personality of the child, you know, that's in front of me, um, you know, Saint Michael goes accordingly.
0: Beautiful. I, all day long, I've been thinking about this program, and I just had the feeling somebody was going to be listening today that really needs to hear this, what we're talking about. It's a heavy subject, and um, I don't mean to talk about a heavy subject, but it's a beautiful subject, right? Mm -hmm. Heaven is waiting for us, and Mm -hmm. this is not the real world that we're in.
1: No, this is, according, you know, if if you look at it, really, we're we're only down here for a very short time, and then we have eternal life. Um, So, I always tell people is we're only down here for a very short time. It's a learning ground as well. So try to do everything you can do to spiritually, you know, evolve down here, learn everything you can learn. And, and when you go home, you know, you'd be one step closer.
0: And so what are some of the things people can do today in this world? If, if, for example they don't believe in god how can they find him is there any path for anybody listening that you know maybe never was brought up in any faith what,
1: well how, i think the most important thing well i think the Marianne, i think the most important thing is is if you know somebody that doesn't believe in god pray for them and jesus is all mercy and sometimes my experience has been Sometimes he'll wait for the very last minute to save the soul, to save a soul, um, and it's in my book um, with a with a um, a homicide a homicide detective that was an atheist that I sat with, um, and and Saint Michael, he was working on a case and Saint Michael described um, the the suspect for him he came he came off the chair and it wasn't you know Saint Michael's job isn't to solve. Cases, But in this case, he did solve the case for the detective because the detective went from being an atheist to immediately going into church, reading scripture, joining a a Bible study class, and then, unfortunately, less than a year later, was diagnosed with pancreatic cancer. So, you know, sometimes Jesus will wait till the last minute, and he has his way of coming in at the last minute and saving the soul and and his plan is different for every one of his children. And as he, as he has said to me many a time, do you know how many people are in the world? Not once have I ever made a mistake. So I think the best thing we can do is pray for those people and pray to Jesus and ask, please, Jesus, save them. Um, And I think that's probably the most powerful thing we can do. It's pray for them. And especially
0: parents that know their children are not living a good life, but they love them dearly. and they mm-hmm. pray, and they pray, and they pray, and they don't see anything happening. So maybe mm-hmm. they could be one of the cases where they, the child is saved. It could be an adult child,
1: right? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Again, you can pray and pray and pray, and nothing will help, and you know, and you don't see any change. And your child's 12 years old, but then at age 62, because with God there is no time. So at age 62, all of a sudden, they do it, you know, something happens to them, and then you see God in action, and they have a conversion. So never give up on the prayer.
0: Oh, that's a good idea. I mean, it's 12 to 62,
1: and then you see it then from wherever you are. Some, that's right. Hmm? That's sometimes a, a you great. see it immediately, sometimes you see it immediately, and then sometimes a, you don't see it for years. And again, God knows when the right time is. We don't. So us being humans, we get impatient because we pray and we want an immediate answer or we want to see immediate results. But God knows the soul and he knows when the soul is ready to accept him or he knows, he knows the timing. And he knows the way. We don't. So, again, the most powerful thing we can do is just pray, to pray for them.
0: Well, I think we learned a lot today, Maureen. I want to thank you for your time. And ask you to pray for our radio stations, especially we pray for WSFI with their new um, second station. We pray, everyone, that you all who are listening can find some way to help the growth of Catholic Radio, especially in the Midwest, and pray for the people like Angela Tomlinson, who happens to be my baby sister. um, Give her, Lord, um, the stamina and the courage and all the people that are working so hard there. Give them the courage to trust that God will bring them what they need and that the people listening who have the way of helping get a nudge and step forward because this is a battle of all Christians right now to uh keep our faith vibrant, alive through all the tribulations that have happened. And it's not an accident, Maureen, that we met you at this particular point in time with this powerful message from God. It's very powerful. So We're going to pray for Maureen, too, Uh, in your new endeavors. um, We're all looking forward to the day when you can come out and we can be at a prayer service. Talk about your prayer service, what happens at a prayer service.
1: Well, I'm probably going to resume the healing services um, in June at St. Gabriel's Church in Upton, Massachusetts. It's um, my hometown, and i Prior to COVID, I was doing healing services um, at my at my parish. Um, and so I'm probably going to resume. Um, we're going to keep an eye on, on, on the COVID numbers because I am compromised. And if, if the numbers stay down, um, I will be um, starting up again doing healing services the second Thursday um, of the month. And they start at 7 p.m.
0: And I understand some buses might be coming with people. I can't wait, right?
1: Yeah, we've had quite a few people calling down the church, and they're calling in and, and thought they, they, they're calling in and asking, um, you know, when the when the healing services are going to start up again, and they're, they're, gonna, they're you know they plan on uh, bringing pe- busloads of people in, and um, so I say, oh, thank you, Jesus, right? Um, let's bring everybody closer to Him. What a prophetic name, Saint Gabriel Parish, right? The
0: Saint announcer. Gabriel's
1: Parish in Upton, Massachusetts. Mm-hmm. Yes. The consoler. It's
0: just beautiful how God has a sense of humor, even in the parish title. And you used to do the healing services there with Father Joe Whalen. Is that the place you were, or was that a different one?
1: Yeah. Well, Father Joe Whalen, we numerous churches. Um, Father Annie L, numerous churches, um, but Saint Gabriel's. Is, is father larry brogue and um again it's my hometown and prior to covid i you know i did healing services there the second thursday of every month for uh, three and a half four years of whatever it was um so um well, I'm, I'm hoping to return return to that to uh bring people back to jesus and show people that god does exist um so i'm looking forward to returning
0: I'm sure they're waiting for you with open arms, right? As we all are, wherever we live, right? Everybody, Mm -hmm. why don't we pray to the Lord that our life, if it's meant to be, gets to go to one of these services. Amen? Amen? Amen. Glory be to the Father, to the Son, to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you, Angela Tomlinson and WSFI producing this
1: thank you maureen thank you it's been a pleasure and god bless
0: god bless you all thank you for tuning in
2: Listen to Healing the Whole Person on WSFI 88.5 FM Catholic Radio. For more information about this program or to purchase additional CD copies, please call us at 224-206-8455.
0: That's 224-206-8455. Or visit us online at wsfiradio.org.
2: Your faith has made you well. Go in peace and be healed of your disease.